Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times with me, Peter Morden. I'm Senior Pastor, Team Leader at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. One of the themes of Advent that is traditionally pursued is the Word of God. And we're going to be thinking about that today as we read from Hebrews chapter 4 and beginning at verse 12. First of all, we come to our God in prayer. Lord, we thank you and we praise you once again for your word. Thank you that by your word you speak to us today. We want to hear your voice freshly speaking to our hearts. Words of encouragement, words of challenge, words of comfort, words that strengthen us, that give us courage, that give us direction. In fact, Lord, however you want to speak today, we ask that we would hear your voice and respond to it. Lord, you know our needs. You know the deep needs of our hearts far better than we know ourselves. And so, Lord, we want to be completely open. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So Hebrews chapter 4, and beginning at verse 12, actually a short reading today because I'm just going on to verse 13. So Hebrews 4, beginning at verse 12, through to verse 13. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Wonderful verses, very powerful. Sorry about my little stumble there. I was just struggling to turn the page over and get real power in the word of God. And so that's what we are talking about today, the Word of God and especially the Scriptures. Maybe when you saw the title of this reflection today, The Living Word, you thought that we would be maybe in John chapter 1 and talking about Jesus. And that would have been a really important thing and an entirely good call. Jesus is the living word of God. And yet notice here that the Bible is also called the living word of God. The word of God and the references to the scriptures is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. The Bible is a living book. As Paul puts it in 2 Timothy 3.16, it is the breathed out word of God. So God's word is alive. I want to 
just to pause and to mark this and to take it deep into our thinking. There's something here about authority that is important in these days. God's word, the Bible, is authoritative for us because Old Testament and New Testament, it is the voice of God, it is the very word of God to our generation and every generation. That authority is not oppressive, rather it comes and releases us, it sets us free, pointing us to Jesus, enabling us to respond to the gospel and to live lives that are 100% for our God. And there is something very powerful about this description of God's word. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates deeply and incisively into our lives. Rather than sitting over the word of God, we need to sit under it and allow it to speak to us, allow it to judge us, to challenge us, to encourage us, to show us the truth that is the world as God sees it and our lives as God sees them. And so the appeal here today is to submit to the authority of the word of God as something that is just and gentle and wonderful and freeing, not something that is oppressive, not something that is to be feared, but something that is wonderful, lively and releasing. This, in many ways, is just a foundation for us. And if we get this wrong, if we try to live our lives our own way, if we try to have a Bible, but we cut bits out of it effectively, then we're not going to be flowing with God's purposes. And ultimately, we're not going to be living good and gospel lives. There was a figure in early church history called Marcion, who basically struggled with big parts of the Old Testament and also the Gospels. And so he essentially took a a pair of scissors to them and cut out the bits that he didn't like, the bits that seemed too earthy, too real, too powerful. And the early church had to say, no, this is heresy, this is not right, because God's word is authoritative for us the bits that we understand and the bits that we don't the bits that we like and the bits that we don't the old testament as well as the new testament the letters of paul as well as the gospels wherever it is wherever we turn in the scriptures the bible is authoritative for us and so let's get to know it well And let's live under it. Maybe as a a very practical focus takeaway today, get to know the whole plot line of the Bible if you can. Been really encouraged recently by engaging with the Bible course and the Bible project. You can find it online. The Bible Society are part sponsoring it. And it just helps us to get a framework for Bible reading where we can see where the individual books and passages fit in. 
in a day and age where we easily lose a biblical worldview. This is really vital if we're going to understand the individual passages, the particular verses, if we're going to be able to set them in context, if we're truly going to hear God speaking. So that's something that you may well want to actively explore. But fundamentally, foundationally, let's sit under God's word and not over it. Let's submit to its authority knowing that God loves us, knowing that God knows us better than we know ourselves, and knowing that his way, revealed through his word, is the way to life and health and peace and freedom. We pause in prayer. Lord, we thank you today for your word. And we thank you indeed that it is life and health and peace to us, not something which cramps our style or spoils our fun, but something that just shows us the world as it really is, that shows us our own hearts as they really are, that shows us heavenly realities, that reveals the gospel and encourages us to live in your world, your way. Lord, this is freedom for us, this is life for us, this is health and peace for us. Help us to see this, help us to bow the knee before you and to live lives that are in accordance with your word. And Lord, as we pray this today, we also pray for our wider worlds. We lift before you our friends and neighbours and colleagues who are struggling at this time. And we pray for our families as we think about how we might be able to spend Christmas. We pray for a rich blessing on our families, on fathers and mothers, on brothers and sisters, on sons and daughters, on cousins and aunts and uncles. Thank you that you set us as Christian people in God's family, the church, so that none of us need to be alone. But thank you also for our blood families, those that you have given us specially to love. Help us as we meet this Advent season and coming up this Christmas time, help us to really love those who are close to us. We lift these prayers to you and we ask them in Jesus' name. Amen.